0: Good evening, everyone. Uh, My friends, um, friends, um, our readings for uh, this 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time, uh, certainly the first reading and the gospel are very difficult ones. The first reading describes the persecution of one of God's prophets, Jeremiah. Having tried in vain to save the people of his time, Jeremiah was abandoned to his enemies. And as we heard, they threw him in a pit to die. The second reading uh, um, exhorts the disciple to persevere in faith uh, in all things, drawing strength from the example of Christ himself and all those who have gone before him. And uh, we are told there is a great cloud of witness. Uh, The gospel hints at the fact that the coming of Christ marks a time of division uh, when people would be called on to declare their loyalties. There would be no gray. For them. Either you were for him or you would be against him. His followers will have to make a crucial choice. They will have to choose to be for him or against him. And choosing for him, Jesus said, will divide them from their family and friends. This would prove to be true, particularly in the time right after Christ's death and resurrection. And it was very true for uh, the early years of Mother Church, uh, too, where conversion caused much division and even rejection by friends and families and associates. And people were thrown out of their homes, uh, thrown out of their towns. And uh, this choice uh, between Christ and them um, had to be made. And here we have the core of Jesus' very unusual statement I have come not to bring peace, but rather division. And we wouldn't expect to hear this from Jesus, who is gentle and loving. It would be true to say that Jesus did not come to cause trouble or to break up nations and to break up families, but um, this would happen. It would also be true to say that when Jesus talks about bringing division into our world, uh, he meant it, uh, but it certainly was prophetic, but it was also metaphorical. Um, but it is nevertheless a very, very powerful statement. Jesus was a person of gentle demeanor, as we know from all of the scriptures, but that does not mean that he was weak. When the occasion demanded, he could be very assertive. And uh, uh, I remember, for one, when he would drove out all the traders from the merchant. Merchant uh, sellers and stuff from the temple area, and he actually took time to construct the whip. Uh, he didn't do it in a second. He sat down probably for an hour or two just constructing the whip. We can only imagine what he was thinking about. <laughs> you know, I don't think he was thinking about beating anyone, but I can only imagine. But um, these words from the gospel stood for something very strong in his teachings. His teaching caused. Uh, great hardship for some and division uh, for many. Jesus taught that the kingdom of God was open to everyone, and that was not the thought of his time. Uh, The kingdom was only open up to the Jews and no one else, no one else. Uh, So you can see how this uh, causes much problems, but Jesus went further saying that uh, he has come for the sinners and that heaven would be available to sinners if they converted and that was a new thought of the time also. Uh, even more so, Jesus would eventually show that the Gentiles also have favor with God. And that was it. That was enough. Uh, they would do that. The image we have on the, the crucifix of him being ex- executed on a cross. My friends, the, his words brought him into conflict with the religious establishment of his day. Jesus called the Pharisees hypocrites and uh, blind guides. And in return, uh, the Pharisees and scribes called him a blasphemer, uh, a troublemaker. And uh, they even went further and said he was possessed by the devil and that he often did things through the power of Satan, which that is definitely blaspheme of the Holy Spirit. If Jesus had only spoke flattering words to everyone, just pretty things, he would have made himself very, very very popular. (laughs) Uh, But he chose to shake up folks because they needed to be shaken. His words shocked many, infuriated even more. Perhaps in part this is the meaning of his words then, his statement, I have come to set things on fire. We, the disciples of Jesus, should not be surprised if the gospel should divide people. Jesus' sense of justice brought him into conflict with those who exploited the weak, for those who exploited the poor. His integrity brought him into conflict with dishonest people, with liars, and with hypocrites. His tolerance brought him into conflict with narrow-minded people and bigots of his time. Jesus says he came to kindle a fire upon the earth. In this sense, he is talking about within the human heart. Again, it was metaphorical when he said on the earth. He really meant within the human person, their heart. And that too is powerful. My friends, I think about fire. Fire does many different things. Fire, amongst other things, produces light. And the brighter the light, the darker the shadow that it casts. And my friends, uh, those shadows were uh, focused on false peace and false unity, which are based in Jesus' time, even in ours, on injustices and indifference. And um, the people of his time, as well as ours, there are many who tolerate discrimination and inequality of every kind. Sometimes what is accepted as peace and unity is not really those things at all. How abnormal is much of what is considered to be normal? You just have to watch the news. It is surprising what one accepts as normal and acceptable these days. In Jesus' time, and in our time, we need someone to shake us out of our apathy and our indifference. Gospel living is not easy. It is not comfortable. And you've heard me say this now eight years with you. Christianity is not for the weak. Christianity is a very tough religion compared to the others. It demands, it demands decisions be made daily. And in this reading we see, it demanded that you choose the Savior, and in Jesus' time, they pitted you against the main large religion of the Jewish tradition. Now my friends, I don't think anybody in here, and I'm scanning quickly to see, uh, desires or seeks division or to fight all the time or to have strife. And Jesus came to preach the good news of a radical fidelity to the Father. But uh, being faithful to Jesus is how one comes to a true and lasting peace and to have real unity. But I look at the second reading, take heart. We are surrounded by a great crowd of witnesses that went before us. So we are to persevere in the running, the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes fixed on Christ. Uh, let us not grow weary or lose heart then, um, God is a forever faithful. He will rescue us in all things. That comes from Psalm 40. That's not Father Mark's uh, 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 making. But my friends, uh, we pray for his grace. In uh, our time, uh, specifically in the past couple years, we've seen great division and great strife. Uh, uh, certainly on the political level, but we've also seen it within the Christian denominations. And uh, uh, it was that way back, in the first weeks, months, and years. I suspect, I do not know, I suspect it will be that way until he comes in his second coming. But he told us this. And so we shouldn't be shocked or surprised or in despair, but instead do what St. Paul says, remain faithful, remain holy. His coming, he's coming. Do not let him find you unprepared. How do you stay prepared? really simple <laughs> you can go read um micah love god with all your heart love your, all your soul love what is good and holy walk humbly with god and do what is right those are the bare. that's like the foundation <laughs> and then for roman catholics and the eastern church <laughs> we have a lot more <laughs> jesus demanded a great more from us um and so uh, With his grace, we achieve uh, that which seems impossible. Amen?